0: and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from Seven sisters, homeschool.com brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina and I'm here with Vicki. I'm Kim. And we are going to talk about science today. I remember this really weird song from the 80s. She blinded me with science and the guy in the background would go <laughs> science. <laughs>
1: I I need to hear that song. I don't remember that one.
2: (laughs) It didn't
0: make a whole lot of sense, but it really, I think it damaged my brain somehow. And every time I hear the word science in the back of my mind, this voice says, science. Science.
1: I I just immediately think of Bill Nye the science guy and Professor Proton from the Big Bang. (laughs) Or,
0: or Miss Frizzle and the Magic School Bus. They oh, oh my cool gosh,
1: yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Great stuff.
2: So science is fun for little kids, like with Bill Nye the Science Guy and Miss Frizzle. And there's, you know, things for, for kids. But a lot of times teenagers are over it, especially oh, at yeah. high school I, level.
0: And there's, school. there's a lot of science that's required core academic transcript entry stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. you got to have some kind of life science. you got to have some kind of physical science. you got to have some chemistry. you, you just got to do it. Yeah. How, do we,
1: yeah.
0: how do we make this more accessible for families that are not natural science families?
2: Yeah, that's, that is such an issue for the kids who just don't like science, and especially if you've got a non-science mom. However, the beauty of homeschooling is we're not limited to ourselves. Yay! Which is nice. Thank you, God. <laughs> so, if we're talking non science majors who, who just don't want to be a science major in college, they may not even be going to college. Like, why waste time on a high powered curriculum that they're not going to understand? And there's going to be a lot of arguing and tears through the years. And so we got to find things that help take the pain out of it and maybe spark some joy. Yeah. So,
0: okay. I'm all for sparking joy. Can, can we start with like a very concrete, um, you've been a guidance counselor, academic advisor type person a lot. So what actually constitutes a legit
2: high school science class? That's that's a good question. So in science, they need a curriculum and they need 30 hours of lab for three of those sciences. So even the non-science majors will need lab for biology and chemistry and something else. And, you know, we did a whole episode on science labs in high school that are actually fun, you know, non-science majors oriented. And uh, so I'll put links to that in the show notes because we have lots of good ideas that we've done with our kids. So if you have a kid, if we started really basic, like there's different levels of rigor in homeschooling high school or any high school. And the the most basic is a remedial level science. So that's a science for a kid who has learning disabilities and is definitely not college bound. So there's a very good remedial curriculum from um, Pearson Education. It's in the Pacemaker series and they have biology and chemistry, and I think they have physical science now, and they did have earth science back in the day, so I haven't looked at that lately. Uh, so though they can get, uh, even a remedial student, is a very easy textbook, very short readings that you could do together, and uh, very short like review kind of sections, so it's very accessible to even a remedial kid. But
0: we're talking about that not being appropriate for a kid who does not have actual learning disabilities or um, someone who is who is really looking to have a true average high school transcript, whether they're college-bound
2: or not. So Right, yes. It's okay. only for a remedial kid who's, who's working for a, a remedial-type transcript. And you want to do what's best for your kids. So if you've got a kid that's on that level... Hooray, do that. So then going up a level to the average kid. So these are kids who are not college bound um, or are college bound, but they're not science majors. So they can get away with one or two average courses on their transcript. N- not if they're going to Harvard or some very competitive college, but if they're going to just a a, a local college, a, like a, a lot of the Christian schools, um, they can get away with one or two average courses. So that is the the sciences that are covered in, um, curricula like Westfield Studios 101 series. So I don't have, did y'all use that with any of your kids? I the the first exposure I had
0: to them was right after my last kid had just finished chemistry and we were given a review copy of their chemistry and I was bummed because I think it would have been probably a great fit but it was too late
2: (laughs) yeah we had just done that yeah the kid we were I guess we had our kids in the same co-op class um but yeah, my youngest had just finished Chemistry and we got a review copy of, of Westfield Studios, which, by the way, we're not affiliates. But we, I made Seth go ahead and go through it just so I could get a student's view of it and maybe it would actually be kind of interesting to him. And it was marvelous. So it's videos with enough text to back up the videos. So it's a good average level um, high school science series. And the kids can get their full credit at a level two or average level um, using that if they follow the syllabus, because the syllabus that's in the curriculum has enough activities that they get the hours that they need and the scope and sequence that they need. So it's covering hours and scope and sequence to get that average level high school credit. So those, yeah, those kids have access to that. And sometimes on the online courses, they can find a, a more average, not a, not a college prep or demanding um, course. So if you look at sometimes kerclick.com will have some courses that are more accessible to uh, just your average teens. And then and if you have a homeschool umbrella, program like we do like we are so blessed in our area to have a really several large um, umbrella schools and the kids are given a choice of college prep or honors or average level sciences and then we can just let somebody else do the teaching (laughs) that's such a Uh, gift that is that is what saved my bacon mine too absolutely yeah, one of, one of my favorite things over the years is to shovel my kids off to our seventh sister Marilyn, uh, for especially biology and the
1: dissecting part. Like, let her do it. She was a physical therapist. So. My my children still talk about when she. I think you were part of this too, Vicky. Had them do their blood type.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: did I didn't watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that has been such a gift to our family, um, just to be able to, because that is not in the gifting of either me or my hubby, um, to be able to teach some of the higher-level sciences. But we've been very blessed to uh, partner up with people that have, either in our local umbrella school or even in co-ops. And if you don't have that blessing of having somebody near you who happens to be a physical therapist or an internist or um, what have you. Co-ops is another great way to go. At least you can pool your resources, um, share the prep load, share the lab load, all those sorts of things as well.
0: Very good. Yeah, I know that in our our experience with my kids, I was not going to teach science to any of them because I knew that in addition to struggling with some of the understanding, especially once we got to chemistry and physics where you were supposed to put math in there. And I mean, my relationship with math is not a good one. So um, that definitely was not going to be good. But for all of my kids, I also knew that I was going to kill whatever natural interest and love they did have for it because it was going to be obvious that it was a chore for me. And one of the things that we have been so so blessed to see is how the moms who do love this stuff, it's contagious. And I saw my kids who were not science people still get a flicker of, oh, wow, that's really cool that they never would have gotten if they weren't having that that passion there in front of them in their teacher. So even if you don't have someone who's a PhD in a field, if she's really excited about it or he's really interested in it and wants to share that enthusiasm, that's worth its weight in gold.
2: Yeah, that we found that so often with our, our kids doing group labs. So they would we would either do that at the umbrella school or in co-ops, get the moms together. And have the moms teach parts of the lab or take kids on field trips about things they were interested in. Or we'd get uh, people who were experts, like our our buddy Barb Varnell, who is a chemist, to come in and do things with the kids. And you get that people functioning in their interest area or their passion area. And all of a sudden, the kids find out that they can actually like some of these science things. that uh, They just hadn't been exposed to the joy of it cool
1: it, it's cool. also a really interesting little glimpse for the kids in terms of future career exploration because they're getting little glimmers of oh wow you could do this for a living and here's some of the things that you could do and this person really loves doing this you know that reminds me kim one
2: of your twins didn't they start out doing average sciences and then kind of got the
1: bug and decided to level up yes absolutely yeah one of uh, one of them just started out with a very general class um, and ended up taking the honors level highest kill kill yourself, but you're stronger for it class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you yeah. actually list it that
0: way on the transcript? Kill yourself, but be, is, is that how you label that yes, credit? Yes, down,
2: down in the little key explaining how the credits <laughs> are earned.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? <laughs> That's right. and, and actually, it was very interesting in that not only was it just learning that material, it was learning how to learn something that's not naturally in your wheelhouse that's really hard. And I have seen that come back to serve her well over and over again. So sometimes even if your child isn't necessarily going through that, um, you know, isn't a passion area, if you're not going to kill them overall balance-wise or whatever... Sometimes it's just really good to learn because then when they had to take physics, I can honestly see that that the one who had had that experience of learning something really hard that wasn't natural, she was better equipped for learning physics, which was very hard and not natural, than her twin sister who, who didn't have that higher level uh, chemistry or biology experience.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? We, we put the academic subject matter in front of them. But then there's that extra thing of learning how to be a good student. And there are levels of that that continue through the rest of your life. There are still things that I will realize I could learn how to learn this more efficiently and more effectively. And I think that experience is really important for our teens and maybe something that we we don't always take advantage of the opportunity to point out to them so that they will notice. You're learning a way to learn something here.
1: And that's, um, that's going to go on forever, too. So cool. I, I bet our friend Vicky might say that we were creating neural pathways. Indeed.
2: <laughs> yeah, every time they stretch themselves with their material, no matter what level it is, that's making their brains grow. So it's good for them biologically and personally. So, so it's not wrong to have a kid who's just an average kid do a higher level science because it can the stretch it may be good for them and a lot of our kids, you know, as all the years of advising, who were just average kids, not college bound, would take classes with the umbrella school at the college prep level, uh, which was the, you know, most textbooks are college prep, you know, Abeka and Apologia and Bob Jones, those are all average, uh, uh, sorry, college prep level texts. So it was kind of a stretch for the average kids, but the ones who, put a good attitude into it, learned a lot. And, and like Sabrina said, learned how to study. And, and uh, that's a skill that they can carry the rest of their lives. Indeed. So the, uh, if a kid is doing an average level course or a college prep or an honors or a remedial, they need to note the level of rigor on their transcript. So, you know, a a remedial course is level one, an average level course like we've been talking about is is level two, a college preps level three, then they can do advanced and honors. So I'll put links in the show notes on how to record that on the transcript. But you really want to be honest about how the kids earn those credits. And if they're, you know, if they're stretching themselves, they definitely want to show that off on the transcript. All right. So there are ways to handle science in high school.
0: Even if mom is not a science person and kids are not science persons. And um, oh, we have a friend who has some cool resources to help with this. Um, if you have never visited thehomeschoolscientist.com, you should check it out. That's our friend Marcy Goodwin, and she has some really cool, friendly, fun, um, engaging science resources because she is passionate about science and it. Shows up in everything that she puts out there. So um, she even has a free science calendar of the month that gives you ideas of things to look into all throughout the month with um, younger kids in particular, and then she has some resources for older students as well. So just you a, know, just what a plug else? For a had- friend. <laughs>
2: Yeah. She she also along with our our buddy Ori Good have the podcast Snarky Homeschool Moms. <laughs> so if you just need a real life look into homeschooling and the real life with a family and kids, that is just a fun listen. All right, check it out. And thank you for checking us
0: out. If you like what you're finding on the Homeschool High School podcast, we would So appreciate you popping in on iTunes and leaving us some stars and a review because that will help other homeschool families find us. And we hope that you will continue to tune in to future episodes where we share ideas and inspiration and practical strategies for the homeschool high school adventure. So thank you for joining us today. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.